0: Well hey, hey friends, welcome to another episode of Laugh It Up Long Hairy Warrior 8 Military Resistance Fighter Yetis. I am Joe, the Long Hairy Warrior 8 Military Resistance Fighter Yeti Riot and <laughs> no Lucasfilm has not sued the podcast where all of a sudden I have to change the name <laughs> I think fuzzballs would be safe no matter what I mean that could just be your dryer land or whatever <laughs> could be anything fuzzy the dingleberries that, uh, that appear on your shirt but they're not really called dingleberries <laughs> and before I just segue into ridiculousness welcome to level 176 of the podcast uh, if you're wondering what the heck's up with the long hairy warrior eight military resistance fighter yeti It'll make sense as we carry on, but oh golly, do we have one heck of a long episode. I have no idea how long this is going to be because it is a -a news-a-palooza. If uh, during the recording it sounds like it's a bit of firehose news, for all of you who've listened to the podcast for a long time, that's just where I like spit out a ton of news and be like, I don't really have a lot of thoughts to give you, but I want to give you this information. That's why, because I do want to keep this towards the hour mark, but uh, there's there's lots. That's what happens when you have uh, friends record with you. And really really lucky to have uh, Danny and Blue and Darth John. I, I enjoyed that that best of episode. I like that, you know, we're almost at four years of the podcast. I mean this year we'll hit four years but having three or four of those has been lovely and then doing the rise of rise the rise of skywalker spoiler review that was really good in fact uh danny traditionally doesn't listen to uh his own voice but we did say on that podcast you know after the 30 minute mark you've got to listen and he did and uh he was like good job and uh i appreciate the heck out of my friends and speaking of appreciating the heck out of my friends i can't start this podcast without giving a shout out to the carry on couple podcast my friends ryan and trina they're so good on every episode of their podcast shouting out this podcast the laughing at fuzzball podcast and uh, I I appreciate that. Like before, they even like they do their little recap. Like this is what we talked about in the last one. This is what we're going to talk about in the next one. And then they're just shouting me out. Like I'm right at the top of the episode. I appreciate the heck out of them. Ryan and Trina will tell you all about vacation. And if you want to hear about their vacation adventures in New Zealand, or just recently in the Great White North of Canada, or in Buffalo, New York, uh, ice skating and 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 burgers in New Zealand and Hobbiton and so much more. They're they're better than me. I'll say it right here. They put their episode up every Monday. You can count on a Carry On Couple podcast episode. And uh, I'm caught up. And I enjoy the heck out of their podcast. They're two really great human beings and their their travel adventures are, are fun and their tips are great. And uh, if you like food, they have who's in the mood for food, but I don't slow that down like Ryan does. They just have so much great content and the Carry On Couple podcast is an amazing podcast, unofficial sponsor of the Laugh It Up Fuzzball podcast. But because I've had several episodes where I didn't shout them out at the beginning, I want to just make sure I did a lot of talking on this one to say, hey, friends. Hey, Ryan, you're caught up and hopefully you're still caught up Listen to this episode give you guys your shout out um i'm gonna try not to talk too fast but uh full disclosure i'm watching baby Wookie television which means uh the baby is sleeping so is uh my my mala my heather she's sleeping because she's a night nurse so if at any point the baby actually wakes up i'm gonna have to stop recording and uh and, and just uh pick up later and i'll, I'll let you know if, if that's what's happening uh and also i apologize if i if i sound a little different i'm i'm a little under the weather i'm getting sick i think and uh, i'm at that that pre-stage where you're like i don't know if i'm gonna get sick and you're hoping you don't and uh well to to be continued i guess on a future episode of the podcast whether i get sick or not but let's let's just get into it i did want to start off just uh with some fuzzy thoughts and you know we did the best of 2019 i didn't actually go through like all the movies for 2020 that i'm looking forward to and friends there's like 28 geeky movies that i'm looking forward to i'm not going to get my thoughts on each one but my list currently although i don't actually watch all of the movies that i want to i uh I put down my list and then uh, I, I catch what what I what I can. Like in 2018, I think there was 26 movies and there was 1 2 3 4 the 5 as of now that I haven't watched and that's that means movies have come out and I watched them again later. So uh, it just what it is what it is. In 2019 there was 35 geeky movies and there was even more that I didn't get to see. That's what happens when you have a baby. Uh, let's see there's what 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 movies of 35 that i didn't get to see so that's just to say 28 movies in uh in 2020 and uh i'll be i'll be lucky if i see 14 of them <laughs> is what is what i'm thinking as right now but let, we'll just uh go chronologically through the year january 17th there's do little uh birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn is february 7th sonic the hedgehog february 14th call of the wild february 21st I, I don't know if that's really a geeky movie but it's got harrison ford and it's based on a book i liked when i was a kid so it makes a list the invisible man february 28th onward march 6th mulan march 27th the new mutants april 3rd on may 1st is black widow may 15th is scoob june 5th is wonder woman 1984 june 19th is soul top gun maverick on june 26th in the heights june 26th as well free guy july 3rd ghostbusters afterlife july 10th jungle cruise july 24th morbius july 31st on august 21st we get bill and ted face the music uh, the King's Man on September 28th, Halloween Kills on October 16th, Snake Eyes October 23rd on November 6th is Marvel's The Eternals, November twentieth is Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is November 25th, Dune, De- Denis Villeneuve's Dune, December 18th. West Side Story, December eighteenth, and then on December eighteenth as well, we get Coming to America. Not the word "to," the number two, because it is a sequel to the classic Eddie Murphy movie. But uh, lots of movies coming up, and uh, I probably missed something. The list, the list may evolve and change, but uh, excitement. We're just gonna get in the first segment. Holy holy moly, we're already seven minutes in the recording and I'm not even talking about the news. Fair warning again, this may feel like fire hose news as we go through, but we're starting with our fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. Uh this is where I just recap all of the stuff from the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug plug plug, join the group. So good, and man, it's there's just lots of people, over five hundred people, and and many different people posting posting news and it makes me so happy. Uh Let's see, Danny, lots of stuff from Danny, of course, because he is the official news correspondent of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. Uh, Burt Ward gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame right next to Adam West. <laughs> yes, Dick Grayson and uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman and Robin together, the, the 1960s television show, which uh, I, I have nostalgia for, even though I watched it in the 80s as a small child. Uh, really, really cool and uh, yeah I, I think that's just that's that's so good to see like happy things happen in the world i know uh, i'm a big fan of ralph garman who had a, a big instrumental part in getting adam West star but uh, i'm just happy that they they gave some uh gave some love to burt ward to uh, the ward of bruce wayne of adam west uh yay uh, Danny also posted about the 501st, uh, if you don't know who the 501st is, it is a, a legion of cosplayers, epic Star Wars fans who, uh, who dress up as, as the Empire in the First Order, and, uh, they were used as background characters for the Mandalorian because they needed a lot of Stormtrooper armor for several scenes, and that's one way to get, to get screen-accurate, amazing, uh, armor of Stormtroopers on there, and uh, I think that's really, really cool. It's, it's rad. Um, hopefully, hopefully they'll get more. But I imagine just uh, you know they'll they'll build more armor and they'll get more budget. And at some point, they may not be using these background characters. But I think it's a really good idea to keep fans involved in some way like that. Danny posted about a Google Maps Star Wars Easter egg. Uh, I tried it, and it's cool. That's basically you zooming away from Earth and going to other planets, and you get to go through hyperspace. Uh, yeah, you get to hit light speed. <laughs> it's it's neat. It's, it's nothing special. It won't change your life, but uh, it did make this Wookiee smile. Uh, Danny also posted a funny 80s movie, Mandalorian mashup. Adventures in babysitting indeed, Danny. And this nostalgia realm, apparently NBC's Peacock streaming service is considering a Quantum Leap revival, which I was so excited by. And then I read the article to see that Scott Bakula is tied up in one of those hundred NCIS shows and that the Al actor is retired. So who knows if it'll happen? But uh, I agree with Danny. It, it is a way to get money. Uh, <laughs> Pumping that nostalgia is always a way to get get old men like me to uh, spend their money. Uh, Danny also posted that apparently the upcoming Snake Eyes movie that comes out October this year plans to show the man behind the mask. And sure, why not? Uh, the unknown secret identity of Snake Eyes is only like one of the main parts of his character. But sure, sure, show his face so we understand him. Oh, fuck. That sounds horrible. But that means we have another bad G.I. Joe movie to look forward to so yay uh but that news stinks so i'll, I'll talk about something positive that danny posted up uh, uh there's tie fighter furniture which uh would be really cool to own but it is way too expensive for this the So it's not really good news but the furniture looks cool and you can see it on the laughing Up fuzzballs group uh danny also posted about baby yoda uh is gonna be available as something to make in build-a-bear uh, but, but I also think it's funny because uh, you know it'll be a Build-A-Bear stores like all over the nation but there is a Build-A-Bear that's being built at Knott's Berry Farm and they're not going to have the Baby Yoda there because, oh, that's Disney money, blah, bugger, bugger no Disney property, but you'll probably still be able to make all the MCU characters that they have or whatnot at one point there was a group there's always some cool stuff, and it's it's neat to make a teddy bear with your kids, and then they've got all the clothes you can buy because Lord knows they want your entire paycheck. But uh, yes, sure, Baby Yoda at Build-A-Bear, but there's Baby Yoda everything I, I, just out in the world. I've seen Baby Yoda. He, he is pervasive. He is all over, and uh, yeah, yeah. You don't just need to go to Build-A-Bear to find it. They'll have the plushes out soon, and the pops, and and whatnot. And yes, I will own. I'll own some of it. oh man Uh, danny also posted a rumor of disney developing a kotor if you don't know what kotor is it's knights of the old republic television show oh man that's that's some really good news i know it's a rumor but i stick with my comment i think uh, if they did that animated it could be so dang good it would allow them to to show exactly what they need to you could find the right voice talent for it and uh yeah, it could be so awesome, and, and people love the Clone Wars, people love Rebels. I like Resistance, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really, really, really good news, and I think they could do it amazingly. We shall see. And then, of course, you know, all the characters will look exactly as they need to look uh, in whatever visual style they choose for it, but I'm sure there'll be more news in the future if this is more than a rumor. Uh, Danny... Also, Busy is the official news correspondent of the podcast. He posted a rumor of the Disney Plus Hawkeye show being delayed indefinitely. And uh, we'll see. If it's delayed, that's fine. But hopefully they do it because I was really excited because the artwork for it, Matt Fraction. I mean, they they did post it at Comic-Con, and that's not to say that everything that's announced at Comic-Con actually happens. But uh, I think think that's something that they would want to do. And Jeremy Renner... It doesn't really matter if he gets a little bit older, because that's the whole point if he's handing it off to Kate Bishop. He can be an older Hawkeye, that's fine. He doesn't have to be old man Hawkeye, like blind in the Badlands. But, but yeah, I think a little bit of a delay is not bad. It, it could lead to better things, and hopefully they still still do the Hawkeye show. But that does mean that we'll probably get She-Hulk and Moon Knight and uh, Miss Marvel before Hawkeye and that just I mean that means that that's where they want to focus their energies and and when when the Marvel MCU universe focuses their energies we generally get really really good stuff so uh I'm not going to be upset and lastly Danny did post uh that the CW did order the Superman and Lois show two series uh probably fall 2020 so when this season of uh CW shows which is starting very very soon Uh, uh, finishes up and then we have the break over the summer when it comes back there'll be one more cw show to watch one more episode to record one more show to keep up with and i love the big blue boy scouts so i just hope it doesn't mean a a a reduction in quality for supergirl because i really really love supergirl it's probably my favorite of those DCW shows, which all of them, as I have heard, have been picked up to continue. all Every single one of them going to get more seasons, uh, with the exception of Arrow, of course, because it's the last season for Arrow. So I guess that Superman and Lois show just plops right down in that Arrow spot. But then again, there's also the spin-off uh, for the future stuff for, for Arrow's Daughter. So we'll, we'll see what all happens. But the news on Laugh at the Fuzzballs hasn't just been Danny. Um, my buddy Kyle posted about a rad Han Solo and Carbonite waffle maker... Um, and now I want it, even though I'm not the biggest fan of waffles. I actually have it saved. Like, I found it on Amazon, and I'm like, ooh, do I buy it? Uh, I have to have a little bit more expendable income. But then I also found a Millennium Falcon waffle maker, and I'm like, ooh, that'd be really cool, too. We'll see. The boy, the five-year-old, likes waffles, uh, and the mom likes waffles. So we'll, to be continued, whether whether I get that. But I think the Han Solo and Carbonite waffle is just oh, so good. And they just take a bite out of Han's head, and you, ho, oh, oh. ho. Oh, I probably shouldn't do that uh, job of the hut thing since I am feeling under the weather and then Danny will be like you didn't edit out any of the sneezes or coughs and I'll be like ha motherfucker no I did it." <laughs> now I'm just having a conversation with Danny although this podcast is for everybody hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully you enjoy the silliness uh, Kyle also shared matt reeves confirming that colin farrell is the penguin and is upcoming the batman Uh, this was confirmed through jiffy which uh, i don't do anything with the jiffy Uh, when i think of jiffy i think of peanut butter so uh and yes yes is it giffy or is it jiffy i don't know i i said jiffy but then if you just put the the g the i and the f together i would want to say gif I don't know, but it should be Jiff, right? It's giraffe and and gigantic, and yeah. So it's probably a Jiff, right? Right? It's a Jiffy, not a Giffy. I don't know, and I I know people have their own opinion. Like the guy who created it says it's this, whatever. I'll I'll say whatever I want to. You say potato. I say po ta to (laughs) I don't know. Let's call the whole thing off. But uh, Corey shared the news that Christian Bale might play a character in uh, Thor Love and Thunder, Taika Waititi's upcoming MCU movie. And now I don't. I'm conflicted because uh, I was like, who could he play? And I I saw uh, someone online say Cole Borson, a.k.a. The Serpent, a.k.a. Thor's uncle. And I think that's just like perfect casting. But then a lot of people are like, he's Beta Ray Bill. And that would mean he's just a voice because Beta Ray Bill would have to be CGI la Thanos. Uh, I think I think Cole Borson would be where I would want to go. Do do fear itself or elements of fear itself in the in the thing. And then you also have, you know, Jane Foster as Thor and yeah, it could be could be really fun. Uh in, in what Tyka I trust to to weave it all together. I mean he weaved elements of uh of thor comics into into um thor ragnarok which i've said it so now i have to watch it right (laughs) i haven't said it on the podcast in a while so yeah that means tonight while i'm watching the boy while mama's working thor ragnarok thank you podcast i know what i'm watching tonight (laughs) instead of like what i watched uh angley's hulk movie last night we're not going to talk about it there's a cbm defenders all about it if you want i i I, I, because i'm just off the cuff i don't know which episode it is but uh yeah you definitely could watch uh some cbm defenders uh, listen to us talk all about the different edward Norton hulk movie and the eric Banner hulk movie i really enjoy that angley hulk movie i don't I don't know why, I really shouldn't, it's really really not that great a movie, and as I was watching it, I was like, man, this this really isn't that great a movie, but uh, you know it, it it is what it is, and uh, <laughs> this is me vamping while I try to see if I can look real quick and find out, oh, episode 129, Hulk Size CBM Defenders, there you go, if you want to hear me talk all about the Hulk movie, it's right there for you. Uh, but I've I've lost my lost my rail. Where was I? Oh yeah, we were talking about Christian Bale and Thor: Love and Thunder. He's a he's a good actor, so why not? As long as he doesn't do that stupid Batman voice, everything will be fine. Corey also dropped some James Bond news for uh, anyone who wondered what the rejected Radiohead song would have sounded like. I haven't listened to it, but uh, if you're a big James Bond fan, it is right there. Uh, Cory Corey apparently at least likes Radiohead. I don't know how he feels about Bond. Uh, Ryan, yes, he of the Carry On Couple podcast. Plug, plug, plug. That's all you get for this episode, buddy. He did post a funny Harry Potter image all about if Harry was a love child of his mom and Snape. Uh, Ryan can always be counted on to keep the wizarding dumb alive on the page. And I appreciate his pothead ways. So listen to his vacation advice all about pot. Er. <laughs> I actually did post on uh, on the page for his podcast This Harry Potter Cruise But apparently it's so expensive And all I'm hearing Trina are excuses And I listened to an entire episode About how you can travel regardless of your excuses So you can Harry Potter Cruise regardless of excuses <laughs> And that's great Because I don't know that Trina listens regularly To Laugh It Up Fuzzball But I do know that Ryan does And I'm like, oh, Joey called you out Yes, Harry Potter Cruise time I, uh, you know, your your husband's a big fan of cruises, and uh, this ain't no cruise through the jungle, but uh, but it is all about your nerddom. Uh, so just saying. And yes, we'll definitely do the uh, we'll we'll get together and record. We'll do the DreamWorks episode or whatever. We'll get you guys back on the podcast. I wish I'd done, been able to do more guest episodes during this little break from school, but just got the couple, and it is what it is. School starts again in like less than two weeks well, it's been nice knowing you friends <laughs> many way back episodes I'm sure on the way but uh, thanks Ryan for the fun Harry Potter stuff uh, Daniel, yes I do have a bunch of buddies named Daniel uh, this one I dub historian Dan he posted about items in Doc Gondar's Den of Antiquities at Galaxy's Edge from the Mandalorian so yes on the wall there has been the Mando helmet and uh, and his, his rifle the entire time and uh, yeah that's cool people are like wait a minute it's right there yeah it's been right there there's so much that Doc Ondar's of all the things at Galaxy's Edge is, is my favorite just because it's you can go look all around at one point they had the Ark of the Covenant in there from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. it's not there anymore I don't know why they took it out but uh yeah yeah it's just so much cool stuff that's it's amazing that's it's yeah it's great I don't know if it's worth the price of a Disneyland admission just to see that but uh, if you're already there it's worth checking out Uh, and Dan historian Dan also posted some rad images of his Star Wars Legion figures which looks super dope Uh, I'm down for the play experience Dan i don't know that can afford this game i do know uh, when i was having a bro down last week with uh with benjamin Blueford blue and darth john we uh, actually went into a gaming store and i saw some of these legion figures there's some wookie warriors that i'm gonna have to buy at some point and then the chewbacca figure i was like man these are cool but then they come with the cards and i'm like maybe i could just give dan the cards and he could play without the figures but i don't know how that game works so uh to be continued but that that uh legion star wars legion looks really cool it looks fun it looks expensive that's uh also, and they're not painted because they don't paint those figures, and I don't have the time to paint them. So it's super neat. Uh, Dan, do the play experience. Uh, put it up on YouTube or something. Post it on the Fezballs page so we can check it out. Uh, Joseph, who, he's Joseph. He's not the other Joseph. But every time I see him, I'm like, because I'm Joseph. He's the other Joseph, right? And I'm sure I'm the other Joseph to him, but I'm the one with the podcast, buddy. <laughs> Just teasing. Uh, Joseph's a really cool dude. He posted about an actual... Millennium Falcon bounce house that you can own if you have a spare nine to $12,000 lying around. Also, it's 35 foot by 30 feet. So you need a big backyard, but uh, 12 people can jump in it provided they're 150 pounds each. So six adults basically um joseph also posted the morbius trailer from sony and uh while i'm gonna think of this as man bat begins because of my buddy kyle's comments on the post i have a lot of questions about this movie's connections to the mcu i mean venom technically connected it's in the sony spidey verse but not not anything where you can directly be like this connects to this in the mcu but by by having the vulture at the very end or who i assume is adrian tombs at the very end because of the actor who plays it also the spidey poster with murderer scrawled across it although that uh, as people have pointed out that is uh, the, the, um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the, and that may have something to do with Marvel being like, no, you can't use the current suit in the poster. And then of course, there's some really great things that come to my mind about about, (laughs) Tobey Maguire murdering (laughs) Spider-Man because he danced in the third movie, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, at the end of uh, the most recent Far From Home Spider-Man movie, some people may may think of Spider-Man as a, as a murderer and uh, all those connections. It means that Morbius, technically, even though in this Sony Spideyverse, connected to the MCU, which which brings up lots of questions and is a conversation to have with, with somebody besides just myself on a future podcast. So uh, that they're there you go there you go friends check out the it's it's a good trailer man using using beethoven music um yeah yeah it uh it, it was good and and jared leto you know he's he's a method actor from what i've heard also probably a really hard person to uh to get along with but he looks just uh, he's basically like man i'm just gonna look like when i'm a queens of the stone age rocker and they were like yeah cool now act and he does, apparently. <laughs> the trailer looks good. And it is Man Bat Begins. Kyle, you win the internet. Uh my friend Angela posted a real good article about uh, Star Wars resonating with indigenous peoples if you remember she posted also posted an article about baby Yoda and uh that that sparking uh love and affection and affiliation with uh indigenous peoples indigenous americans people of native american origin first americans if you will but as a historian I love both indigenous history and anything about colonialism so tying these things into my favorite epic space saga is rad and it's a really cool article and I, I like it, too, because sometimes we just get all caught up in the nerdy opinions and, uh, and, and doing some thinking and showing how all these geekdoms matter in, in more ways than just being like, I, I like Palpatine. I don't like Palpatine. I just think is really, really cool. Uh, my buddy jerry posted the image of baby yoda that we have all been thinking about since the end of the first season i dig this someone drew the child in mando armor looks cool i've even seen that image as a t-shirt that says this is the way and uh yeah it's a shirt i have considered purchasing for myself it's cool artwork check it out uh, my love, my Mala, my Heather posted a really great Baby Yoda New Year's image. And I just like when, when she takes a small part in the page. Uh, she's only semi-invested in some of my geekdoms, but she's a very supportive partner. And I, I just love that she, she does stuff. She also does Facebook much, much better than me. She's, a, she's just a better human than me, but that's okay because I'm lucky. She chose me. So <laughs> can't be the best human in the world if she chose me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it uh i posted a bunch of stuff uh i posted trailers for birds of prey and lock and key man that birds of prey as my friend jen said a colorful dumpster fire and it it looks wonderful they've embraced the crazy they've embraced the color and i just like that we actually may have gotten a glimpse of uh you mcgregor's black mask mask and uh, i i thought it was a really good trailer as 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 hype trailers go it it got me more interested in the movie and i really want to see it in february want to see if I can have a date night and take Heather and uh, just enjoy it and then lock and key on Netflix that just looks amazing it's it's one more show that I don't really have time to watch but but that's okay <laughs> it, it it is what it is uh, but those trailers and while we're talking trailers uh, just throwing in Jacob posted the official trailer for the new mutants movie which apparently is actually arriving April 3rd somehow survived reshoots somehow survived the Disney Fox merger and somehow still looks like uh, it'll be an enjoyable horror movie about superheroes although no no idea it's really not connected to the MCU this is uh, the last gasp of uh, Fox's Marvel universe but because because i don't know what connections it has in the movie to that universe if it's really popular and people really like it this it could be the unofficial introduction of mutants into the mcu we don't know there's there's a lot of questions but uh comes out april 3rd uh which isn't really a dumping ground but isn't prime time so to speak for movies but yeah it uh It could be really good, and it's it's a movie I'm interested in watching. I did post more than just trailers. Uh, The first is a Baby Yoda and Toto Africa meme, which uh, I've been saving for weeks as I strive not to spoil the cuteness that is the baby of Yoda species, the child. Uh, And and it's nice just to be able to, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, as me and Danny laughed about. Although I got to do it first on our 2019 recap, and yes, then you got to do it on uh, the Star Wars Episode 9, the Rise of Skywalker podcast. But uh, it's <laughs> I like any of those memes where it's Baby Yoda doing something and then again turned off and then doing it again. And uh, Toto's Africa is, amongst my friends, just a, a running running theme, if you will. Uh, speaking of the cute puppet, I did post a Hollywood Reporter article about the value of practical puppetry and the geeky stuff that we love, talking about uh, the Dark Crystal and then, and then the... The animatronic that they use for the Mandalorian. And yeah, practical puppetry is very, very important. And hopefully it being shown in shows, uh, it, it keeps it going. Uh, there was some practical puppetry in The Rise of Skywalker that was very noticeable. J.J. does like some of the practical stuff. And uh, I think it's important. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing more. And I wish I was more creative and talented. So <laughs> that'd be something that would definitely be interesting. I love the Muppets and I would love to be a puppeteer of Muppets but uh that's just not how my life went <laughs> but man a Wookiee can dream yeah a Wookiee can dream so so hard or, or or oh yeah actually I should say a uh what a uh a uh, 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 long hairy warrior eight military resistance fighter yeti can dream <laughs> I need to throw that in there as many times so that the title makes sense I suppose uh There's so much cool stuff on the interweb. so about Baby Yoda and uh, he's a phenom. Everybody's talking about him. And uh, and I posted a video of Baby Yoda Executes Order 66 which I think is dang good and I think you should enjoy. And I I wish there was more comments on it. It's just great uh whoever did it shout out to them i i think it's lovely yes it's not canon and yes it makes no sense in the actual world of the star wars but uh it's good i also posted not a baby yoda thing but a yoda bookshelf that i want and happiness abounds my mom was like i found it at at a at a hallmark store right by my house and i'm like well damn go buy it for me <laughs> but uh uh yes it's not expensive and it's cool and i i think i need to own it Uh, But for now, I don't, and to be continued, whether I do, (laughs) will will the Wookiee buy the the Carbonite Waffle Maker and the Yoda Bookshelf? We shall see. Hmm. (laughs) Also posted an article about all the 2020 Netflix content coming for everyone. Way too much i will not get the chance to see everything on this but uh my short list of excited things of course i already talked about lock and key but season four of stranger things season two of altered carbon man i really liked altered carbon uh season two of umbrella academy then there's that millar world stuff the miller world stuff jupiter's legacy and american jesus kevin smith is going to have his masters of the universe revelation and then cowboy bebop which may or may not come out in 2020 but it is on that list reports are that cowboy bebop is delayed but that's fine take your time do it right uh, there's so much more beyond that, but the article is very informative for upcoming stuff, and you can check it out. Uh, for all you horror fans, yes, you do have to say horror because pronunciation is important. But there is a Silence of the Lamp spinoff that has been greenlit by CBS, uh, telling the continued adventures of Clarice Starling, and uh, it looks cool. I, I, I like the Silence of the Lamp stuff. No, Corey, I don't agree. I don't think Hannibal was a bad movie. But, uh, I mean, uh, art subjective. Films are subjective. So you're entitled to your opinion, unless it's wrong. <laughs> and that's just channeling my good friend Sean. But, uh yeah, it's, it's probably going to be on CBS All Access anyways, which means I'm not going to watch it, uh, because the, they need to uh, make their streaming service competitive, because everybody has a streaming service now, and uh, that's one more way to, uh, especially because CBS is definitely going to be competing with NBC's Peacock. Yes, there's, the Peacock is going to be fighting whatever the mascot is for CBS. And uh, it's and we'll see who wins. Or do they become one con, con merge congealed entity? The time will tell in the streaming wars. Meanwhile, Netflix and Disney Plus don't give a F about you and are going to be fine. But uh, I guess, yeah, there you go. If you like it, yeah, like it. If you don't, you don't. Um, and I don't even know that it's going to be on CBS All Access because uh, they already have an STD. So I don't know if uh, Claire Sterling wants to get an STD. <laughs> Although I watched Star Trek Discovery and I thought it was cool. Uh, I'm just I'm just talking here. Uh, what else? I posted uh, mainly posted this up just because I wanted people to be able to see the art. But Rogue One writer Gary Whitta apparently wants to make a Star Fox movie based off of designs on Instagram by Guard of War. Art director Raf Grissetti. Uh, I, I threw it up just because I wanted you guys to see these really cool images from Grissetti. They're, they're really cool. And uh, Witta is is a good writer, so why not? Let's do it. Star Fox. People love Star Fox, and and that's hitting nostalgia. And you know they're on this nostalgia train, trying to make the money. So uh, I think this, is, this could be a really cool uh, CG animated movie. And and why the f? not uh getting back to star wars i posted uh, about the last season of star wars of clone wars is coming february 17th on disney plus 12 new episodes so if you want to re-watch all of clone wars in preparation for it uh there is a chronological view in order uh, so if you have 46 spare hours to catch up on the series on disney plus uh, um you can do it. Uh, it's not, it, the show does not start at episode one and work its way. Uh, so, uh, and yes, you do have to include the 98 minute movie. So, yeah, yeah, lots of time. And I, as much as I want to, I have not started rewatching it. And I do not think with grad school coming in <laughs> in, l- in like less than two weeks and only having a month before, uh, finding two days, literally two whole days of my time to catch up. Is, is probably not going to happen. But uh, I do want to watch some more Clone Wars before. So uh, I'm trying to think of a greatest hits. And if you have a greatest hits list, drop it on that post. Say, these are the episodes I think you have to watch. Uh, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Sounds good. It'd be a nice thing to share with everybody on the Fuzzballs page. Uh, and I, I and now, finally, you're like, Joey, uh, Joe the Wookiee Riot. Why why the heck do you keep saying Long Hairy Warrior 8 Military Resistance Fighter Yeti instead of Wookiee? And and the reason is uh, about this funny image that my buddy Jack sent me of a knockoff Star Wars costume that is called the Long Hairy Warrior 8 Military Resistance Fighter Yeti. Uh, which basically, yes, Joseph does look like a, a mashup of the Wampa and a Wookiee, and definitely uh, Rachel has found a crimper, and yes, has very, very curly hair, and yes, is ridiculous and, and awful, but it does mean you can insert long hairy Warrior 8 military resistance fighter Yeti in your favorite uh, Wookiee quote, because uh, Corey did just that, and I did as well. Um, it is strange and I sort of want it and I shouldn't. I have I have a Chewbacca costume. I don't I don't need a knockoff costume that's awful and looks like it's straight from the eighties uh, and made in Japan, but oh man, does it does it bring me joy and it, it and if nothing else, Jack, thank you for giving me the title of this episode so people can be like, Why the heck does it say long hairy warrior eight military resistance fighter yeti? And this is why. Because of this picture, uh, I also posted uh, something that falls in the line of Rise of Skywalker spoiler stuff. It's a really good article somebody wrote about Raylo and the movie, and this writer does state some points that I really agree with. Of course, uh, I read this article and posted it before my rewatch of the Rise of Skywalker, so I don't know that I feel as strongly about it, but uh, but I do because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk some more Rise of Skywalker thoughts later in this episode, so. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, I also posted about the release of J.J. Cut trending on Twitter. Uh, The long and short of this is supposedly J.J. had a slightly different movie uh, that he wanted to make. And uh, this was stopped by Disney, maybe, question mark. This all comes from a Reddit post where a user claims to have knowledge of details from the movie that were left out. Uh, I I did have some, some highlights, but you can read the entire article on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs or search it out on the interwebs. But apparently Abrams battled Disney uh, regarding important scenes in the movie. Uh, they didn't want the movie to be risky. Uh, and that probably comes from The Last Jedi just being so divisive in the fandom. And just the the general swamp that is is the arguments over Star Wars fandom. Uh, but supposedly Disney wanted to cut out Babu Frick. And he had to fight for him. And obviously they, Disney thought he, Frick would be freaking Jar Jar Binks. But he's not. People like him. Uh, Abrams also had scenes uh, that he did film apparently with Hayden Christensen, Samuel Jackson, and Hugh uh to have them in the movie at the very end, uh, and and they they ended up just being voices. Uh, keep in mind, with all this, we don't we don't know whether any of this is true. But apparently, the Raylo kiss was added as fan service by Disney. Abrams didn't want it in there, and I agree it shouldn't have been. Uh, the scene where Ben died was longer had more dialogue and i've actually seen somebody say in the movie there's a point where uh Ben is looking at Ray and you can see her mouth moving and there's no words which which does lend credence to uh this uh, supposedly having been a longer scene uh Abrams apparently did want the the Finn post storm pilot uh gay romance to be a thing or more for the bromance but uh, disney did not um, janna was supposed to be lando's daughter explicitly in the movie uh finn was supposed to be explicitly force sensitive then instead of scenes it just make you think that Uh, apparently in the light speed skipping scene there were even more planets including kashik naboo and kamino Uh, and there's a lot more you can find it all on reddit i don't know that any of this stuff makes uh makes it a better movie for me but uh there was some stuff that i was like oh that would have been cool and uh, if it is true, it is a shame that Abrams didn't get to make exactly, exactly the movie that he wanted. But, you know, it is what it is. We got what we got. Along the lines of uh, movies that some people think would have been better, I also posted an article about leaked info regarding what Colin Trevorrow's Episode 9 might have looked like. And honestly, I really dug the beats uh, that, that were released. It, this doesn't look, mean that it would have been a better movie. Uh, but now I just really want to see a long, hairy warrior 8 military resistance fighter Yeti in an X-Wing. Fuck. I want to see Chewbacca in an X-Wing. Really, really bad. Uh, so, Blue, if you're listening, uh, add it add it to your list of drawings that I'd like. I really, really want a picture of Chewbacca in an X-Wing. Flying an X-Wing. Oh, fuck. I really want it. Now I just want to play the Star Wars role-playing game so that can be my character. A, a Wookiee X-Wing pilot hot damn i just want it i don't i don't like the other stuff it's it's cool it's interesting i mean there's real really no point uh hanging on any of this because you know the movie we got is the movie that we got the jj cut thing there's no point uh unless someday jj gets to come out with a with his own expanded editions all la lucas like redoing the uh, the original trilogy i mean it's just it's it you get what you get but uh it's, it's interesting to see you know because they had that idea of abrams then johnson and then Trevoro or trevorrow Uh, i i liked his uh jurassic world movie other people will have feelings about it but i enjoyed it and uh, i i think it would have been interesting for them to let him but he made the movie that uh, that other movie that nobody liked and um and then and then carrie fisher dies and and they disney decided not to go with this movie uh but the beats are interesting that would that would be something interesting to talk about more ad nauseum uh with uh with my with my friends but uh yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't have much more to say about it at this point. I just think it's worth reading, and uh, yes, I need a long-haired warrior, eight, military resistance fighter, yeti, and an X-wing. Now, someone draw it for me, Roman, or Blue, or Brett, or all of you. Just draw, em, draw, em, please. I, I need it i almost love it so much i need to get it tattooed on my body uh but basically the long and short that's all of the the fantabulous fuzzballs focus for now um but in the triple f i'm i'm enjoying so much this facebook group i i love everybody dropping all of the new stuff i mean hell it inspired a title and me me rambling and and freaking like 30 plus minutes of news that I didn't have to look up. And I appreciate the shit out of that. Uh, But if you're listening and you're not already a member of the laughing up fuzzballs, Facebook group, it's just laughing up fuzzball with an S and it is a closed group, but you asked to join and, and me blue or Danny, who are all moderators. We just add you. And then you join the fun, and you can post whatever you want, whatever geeky news or funny geeky things you want to. And it's a great community. Uh, It's gotten better and better over time. And it's over 550 members now, and that is rad. And you can join and then invite all of your geeky friends to join. And uh, it's it's a good community. Nobody's mean or awful to each other. So far, so good. And and I won't let that happen. If I see comments that are awful, sorry, bye-bye, booted. Because uh, uh, I think there is a room for discussion and disagreement as long as it's done respectfully, and we've had that happen on the page uh, between Jordan and Danny specifically. And I, I love that you know people can have a respectful disagreement. It's good stuff. It, it's it's healthy and it's it's wonderful and it brings me joy. And I thank all of you. But uh, there is more news to talk about. So what we're going to do is we're going to head right on off to Let the Wiki Win, where I'm going to talk some more Star Wars that wasn't on the Facebook, on the Book of Faces. So first things first, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the, uh, the spoiler episode all about Rise of Skywalker. But I, I did listen to it, and I was like, man, that was, that was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. And then I realized like as I was listening to it, like I'm like, dude, I, I have more thoughts than, than what I got out there and i especially have more thoughts since i've, I've seen the movie twice but uh I just just some some real quick thoughts like i, I like where do you, i don't even know where to begin i did want to i wanted to talk more about about uh, how, how i don't <laughs> see this let me like oh this episode's already like at 43 minutes and and do i want to make this all about rise of skywalker thoughts but i i thought I thought there there should have been should have been more. There were missed opportunities in the movie. Um, I you know I, I listened to it. And I was like, oh my goodness, I really I really laid it on there where I, I said that the rise of Skywalker. I felt like it didn't respect characters of color unless you count Babu Frick. And I, I'm not sure that's honestly how i feel about it but i do i do wish that there had been more for finn i do wish that there had been more for for rose tico the character um i i think uh, I, I mean i i realize that they have to they have to concentrate on on certain characters you know and 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 others and lose their way and i i get there's there's comments about why why rose didn't have more in there that have to do with carrie fisher's death but um i I do think it is funny that that people love Babu Frick and I love Babu Frick too. I mean I freaking love him <laughs> Babu fricking love him uh blue blue will get that joke, but um you know while one generation loves Babu Frick. Um, but then there's there's an entire generation that derided the nemoidians which are really bad Asian stereotypes, and the Gungans, which are really bad Jamaican stereotypes. Sorry about that squeaky chair. Sitting in the squeaky chair recording, not the best idea. But I did. I wanted more for Finn and his Force journey. I think uh, they should have let him be a freaking Jedi, or at least uh, wield the lightsaber and do more. It was set up in The Force Awakens amazingly well, and I, w- I would have liked to see more from it. I still have so many thoughts about how the hell palpatine came back and why why when i've died once why he came back in a decomposing body if if that's his actual dead body how how did it freaking survive the explosion of the second death star and and for that matter how 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 was there so much intact wreckage on whatever planet in the endor system they were on um and then, and then if you add in the creepy thoughts that that have to come to mind when you consider how how Palpatine had a kid, which leads to Ray, and I'm over here Ben Solo shrugging and saying Star Wars out of sheer desperation because I, I really don't know that I want to even think or talk about a uh, Palpatine having kids. I mean, like, what what was his plan for for everything? It seemed like. He's like I, I want to kill ray no strike me down so i can become you no i want to kill you <laughs> all right i don't know i i guess palpatine is just adaptable evil and i mean like I, I was telling blue like if if his entire plan you know okay he wants to kill his granddaughter great great grandparentine. <laughs> but if uh he needs somebody like super powerful to strike him down so he can possess, you know, the body and then wreak havoc like, what? Kylo at the very beginning of the movie is all about showing up and striking him down, That that's like his entire plan, he apparently goes to Mustafar, where where there's a Sith Wayfinder, but instead of being kept in Vader's fortress, you know is, is kept in, in some forest and protected by some followers of Vader I don't know, we definitely need the comic book, I guess to explain all that, but you know why? The, 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 so he just keeps the other wayfinder was he keeping it on the second death star the entire time like in the antechamber that we didn't know was there and then like it just happened to like explode and crash and like some sort of semblance so that everything's fine like that room looked really really good so was it constructed afterwards and why was it constructed afterwards like seriously he had a lot of construction plans and a lot of backup plans like plans for plans for plans it's, uh, that's somebody who plans to fail so I guess if you're going to be ultimate evil, plan to fail multiple times, and then you can become the hide-and-seek champion. But I mean, just have Kylo strike you down and possess his body and wreak havoc. Ugh. And, and then build ancient daggers, but that are built so new that the way the the, the wreckage of your Death Star is, is, is really, really current, so that it can goonies line up for Rey to find the location of your wayfinder that dagger makes no sense whatsoever and then this the, i get the dyad you know what i mean the the connection and it's it's interesting between kylo and ray but the the entire like point of like the necklace that the little girl on Pisana gives to i'm well, not girl but you know the little alien gives to Rey, and then that that necklace is is snatched by kylo which is your first glimpse of this like weird dyad connection but then Somehow the first order is just waiting on standby to do some serious analysis to find out that it's pisana to to find the rebels at at Burning Man and it it really there, there's. There's a lot of plot armor is the basic. That's what they call it when there's just a lot of armor where you just have to go along, where you have to shrug your shoulders and say Star Wars. But the plot armor is so big in the movie. It is the equivalent of Paz Vizsla in The Mandalorian. If you don't know who that is, watch The Mandalorian because it's really good and, and see the character voiced by Jon Favreau himself. I mean, I, I still haven't found a way in my brain to explain explain lando's you know armada that he acquires in 16 minutes his 16 minute armada i don't know if that's actual time that's just uh what i wrote down but i mean the entire armada traveling through that gravity well complicated waypoint corridor oh and that just brings me back to sith wayfinders and, and frustration i actually had a really good conversation at my comic book store uh, with the one of the, one of the ladies that works there, her husband had some really really strong opinions. Whereas after seeing the last Jedi, he's not ever seen Episode nine or spending money on it. I think he said unless he could one hundred percent free, where no money whatsoever was spent on it, it's a really strong opinion. He felt uh, that the sequel series had disrespected classic characters like Han the deadbeat dad. These are his words: Grumpy Luke, Carrie Poppins, Akbar and then uh, of course what he's he had heard about what happened in nine Num, which i don't know maybe maybe said maybe he's not i don't i think the jury is still out on that but uh, even talking about the the actor for Akbar like came in and did his thing and didn't even realize what the script was being said was used to like you know that's a that's a rap like for the end of production and then i uh, was in tears after the way he was treated and i don't know if this is true or not i haven't read the articles but it was it was an interesting conversation although i do like the last jedi very very much it's uh it's very very interesting how how divisive these sequel trilogies have been like two of my main critiques uh, Chewie's Metal, although you, if you listen to that spoiler reveal, you know I've sort of come to terms with it. Although I haven't come to terms with him like waving it around to 3PO in the wide shop that finishes it. And then uh, the Yellow Sabre. I mean, honestly, the first was just me thinking it was it proved the fan service of the the movie. It did negate a fun comic run. And then also makes my wearing uh, the medal of Yavin in my Chewbacca cosplay dumb now, which sort of irks me. But the Yellow Blade it's just one of those i've always liked the color yellow i've always thought yellow blazer rad since kotor and now everyone is going to think it's cool and i'm back to being a chewbacca fan before everyone and coming to terms with something i found cool suddenly being much more popular and it is fine i will i would definitely get over it and i do dig ray having my color lightsaber at the end um even even if i had some issues with the third part of her journey um speaking of getting away from my rise of skywalker thoughts If you're just wondering about the meaning of ray's blade color, uh, basically, yellow-bladed sabers, they represent their users. then this is quotes from Wikipedia. They wield the Force with the perfect blend of knowledge and power, end quote. They've traditionally been used by Jedi Sentinels, who are the guardians of the Jedi Temple. Um, blue lightsabers basically are Force users who, uh, who favor power. And green is the counterpoint. Purple is a blend of light and dark powers coupled with aggression and battle. And red, of course, is the bloody color of the dark side. Um, Rey's use of the yellow color basically means a... Disney wanted to sell more toys. And B, Rey is now basically the guardian of all of the Jedi Order knowledge. And going forward, it's her responsibility to protect all that knowledge. She's not in charge of protecting a Jedi Temple per se. But as the Sentinels did before, her, now she's the sole owner of all the teachings of the Jedi, and she's the one responsible to pass any of that knowledge down to the next generation. So essentially, she is the new Jedi Sentinel, is the way I look at it. She's essentially taken on the role of a Sentinel, hence why her new lightsaber is taken on the color of theirs. And basically, the the way the canon works now is the Kyber takes on the, the attributes of whoever wields it, so that is what's going on with her so you know the the blue lightsaber is is uh you know using the saber main or uh, aggression and power but uh, i don't know it's <laughs> it's long-winded but basically it's yellow because she's a jedi sentinel uh for rise of skywalker there's some basically one of the uh, script writers you know j.j abrams and chris terrio wrote the script for rise of skywalker that we got to see and uh, Chris Terrio has been out and about addressing all sorts of stuff. Uh, he addressed the absence of Broom Boy, a.k.a. Tamari Black. Uh, said other Force users obviously exist between Palpatines and Skywalkers, but they decided to focus on the family story, which basically makes me think of the Riders room for Fast and the Furious and Star Wars being conjoined ventures, which explains a lot. Star Wars is about family. Uh, Terrio also called the the connection between kylo and Rey from uh the last jedi a great gift um i dig this because it is one of the few connections from the last jedi they they really leaned into it once again with uh with the necklace that makes no sense uh, he also said he wished that they could have done two movies instead of one. And a lot of people have said that the the movie just felt really, really truncated, that it would it would have made more sense if it had more time. And I, I actually do agree with that. I think that would be interesting if they could have done two movies. And then um, one last comment from him concerned uh, the ending of the movie and how Ray's choice of chosen lineage. It wasn't just a tag to allow for more movies, but what him and J.J. thought was the right conclusion in the Skywalker saga. But it doesn't hurt that it leaves everything very open-ended. Uh, he did claim that Rose Tico was shown respect by them anchoring her with Leia and that the film scenes, they'd had film scenes between the two that just didn't work out because they weren't photorealistic. They were, they were hamstrung by using what they had for Leia. So basically, uh, the reduced screen time is blamed on Carrie Fisher's death. And whether that's true or not, I guess it's okay. I'm sure. Fine. Um, But if you guys didn't know, there's some stuff about Rise Skywalker. Just extra, like, uh, there was a bar scene in it that included John Williams as a bartender and Dengar is actually in the scene. If you can, like, when when we can own the movie in freeze frame, you'll be able to see Dengar is in that bar scene. I didn't notice John Williams until the second time I watched it, but I was like, yeah, I watched Williams. And then, um also, really, really cool that Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, was actually used as a body double for the young version of Leia, which is seen in the flashback, which I think is super cool. And that's that's enough for uh, The Rise of Skywalker, I think. Uh, other Star Wars news, Matt Martin, who is the exec of the story group, he said unequivocally that Palpatine did not create Anakin he said that George Lucas meant it to be a mystery that's never revealed, sort of like the uh, alien origin of Yoda, although ba- the whole baby Yoda thing brings questions about that. But uh, did say anything seen in the comics, main- mainly meaning the Charles Soule Darth Vader comic, and then the uh, Revenge of the Sith scene, n- were they're not meant to prove any sort of lineage. Uh, so that's interesting um, what else oh uh, i guess i could do a real short i've been on the the star wars Galaxy edge ride rise of the resistance and uh, i don't want to spoil anything but i can tell you friends that that ride is amazing although everything on batu I think it's made worse by the rise of Skywalker, and that's that's an entire conversation for a different time. Blue, you just need to come on record before I go back to school, so we can just have an entire like weird Star Wars Star Wars conversation. Um, but yeah, about <laughs> yeah, two is made much worse, like <laughs> because there's the the entire redemption of of Kylo Ren brings questions about what goes on there. And uh, these characters that have nothing to do. If Nine of them truly is dead, well, well, that's just a sort of sort of point. Anytime you go on it, but regardless of all those things, um, the the Millennium Falcon ride is amazing. It's really really fun. It is a great simulator style ride. And Rise of the Resistance trackless ride system literally. You are immersed and become part of the story. Like for for 20, 25 minutes, you are a part of the story, while simultaneously waiting in line for a Disney experience. That is the rise of the resistance. It uh, it's it's just amazing. It's really really good, and I'm sure I'll talk uh, more about it later, especially when it comes out. You can, if you want spoilers, you can watch stuff online. The Florida attraction is already open. The Anaheim attraction opens very very soon. And I know people, and I got to ride it, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, what else in Star Wars news? Timothy Zahn did confirm that Thrawn is not Force-sensitive. A lot of people have, have thought because Don's so good in battle and he's so, like, he he uh, foresees what's going to happen and he and through art is able to examine cultures and understand you know motivations and the way things are going to go and then saying it's force but everything does have to be the force he can just be really really smart and really really intuitive and that's what timothy son is basically saying he is uh what else according to deadline uh which is, this is all according to insiders within Lucasfilm. Apparently several established characters from the Skywalker saga's feature film and mythology are going to make appearances in the second season of The Mandalorian. I actually saw this chart that my buddy uh, Joe threw out. This isn't the other Joseph, this is another random Joe Because Joseph is not a very, very unique first name. But it uh, it showed all sorts of characters. Like Chely Afra and... Uh, sabine wren and ahsoka tano and had a bunch of different actors names there i asked him for the source and he just said it was a disney website that's why i didn't share it anywhere but uh we we will see what characters i have also heard that bosk is going to make an appearance Uh, all those things would be really cool and exciting dave filoni is involved he definitely had the rebel show so who knows what is going to make an appearance um, I also saw an article lauding the appearance of the Imperial troop transport in the Mandalorian. Uh, if you don't know, that's the blocky ship, where the, which the stormtroopers come out in. I agree it's pretty cool for something so obscure as in a toy that was created and never shown in the feature films. Um, I also think it's cool that the Ambin rifle from the Holiday Special showed up, and Loth Cats from Rebels, and Wilbur Hood's ice cream maker being a, a convenience for uh, for moving currency uh, but I don't think it's surprising that this made it into the live action since Dave Filoni, who's working side by side with Johnny Fabs, put the vehicles in Episode of Rebels as well. So uh, if you own this Kenner toy from the late 1970s, now it's not something that has never been seen in a movie because you've seen it in live action. But you also saw it in cartoons. I think that's cool. Uh, well, I did talk about uh, season two being announced by by John Favreau, Johnny Favs. Uh, the way he announced it, which I didn't mention, is just posting a really cool of a a swole beefed up Gamorian Gamoran. I say Gamoran, but uh, image. So, whoa, are we gonna see g- Gamorians in the Gamorans? I don't know. I don't know. how i actually say it. I probably say it both ways. Uh, Gamoran, Gamorian. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Now I've confused myself, but uh, he showed an image, and I think that'd be really cool to see uh, Gamorans in the... uh in Season 2 of The Mandalorian, there was a rumor of a bearded Jar Jar Binks in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this came from making Star Wars, who has scooped some things in the past. I actually... Uh, I'm looking forward to the Obi-Wan series, and and why not? If they if they use Jar Jar, bring back Ahmed Best Rai, and find a way to make him bearded. Although, I'm not sure that I've seen a bearded Gungan other than Captain Tarples. Uh, He, I guess he sort of has a little bit of a beard. Uh, so, I'm not sure... Uh, But, yeah, Uh, sure, why not? Uh, Misa Nosa no. why it won't be in the show. He gets. What's a Misa saying? Sure, why not? (laughs) If it's done right, it could be fun. Uh, justice for Jar Jar. Hashtag justice for Jar Jar. There's a rumor of a sequel to Rebels in the future. Not much more details than that. Just people talking. Of course, some of these things could just be people talking and it never comes to fruition. But, uh, you know, look it up. See what you think. And then hot off the presses today, uh, The Hollywood Reporter. Actually reported that uh, Taika Waititi is being courted by Lucasfilm to helm a, a Star Wars movie. More than just directing the last episode of The Mandalorian, which was a great episode, to actually uh, direct a movie. And we shall see, because he wants to direct Akira, and he's got Thor Love and Thunder coming up. And he's he's working, I think he already filmed another movie, and uh, just going to be uh, putting it out in some way, shape. I guess he's in distribution right now for it, so busy busy man and a lot of people want to see his take on akira and uh yeah i think uh it makes sense i really think the mandalorian is probably going to be a proving ground for for future directors you know deborah chow got the obi-wan series Uh, uh rick fumaiwa did a phenomenal job so don't be surprised if he gets a show or a movie and then even even ron howard's daughter bryce Dallas howard she she did a really good job on her episodes so we shall see what comes out but that could be really cool taika getting getting his own thing oh my goodness we're we're already over an hour but there's still news to talk about uh so we're gonna segue over from star wars and go to flavor of the geek and this is where it might get fire uh, me just talking real quick. So let's see. Uh, oh, so there, the Watchmen show, I already said that was my number one show of 2019. It's amazing. But like the comics, they actually had stuff online you could read, which uh, tied in and added little flavor nuggets to the show. It's called PDpedia. It's HBO.com slash PDP-E-T-E-Y, like Wikipedia. Uh, as, of, as of today, I just checked, it's still available. Uh, but I don't know how long they're going to keep it available on there, so friends, romans country people <laughs> country people <laughs> i love me some country people but uh get yourself on to uh onto the hbo.com slash pdpd if you want to to see this stuff because uh it's really 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 cool i mean I, I i literally just pulled it up while we're talking and there are nine files for uh, the nine episodes, including uh, if you if you want to know who Lube Guy is, uh, there there's something in there um and just really cool if you want to see schematics for a certain blue member it's all there for you friends so uh, do yourself a favor and look up all that there was news that uh, game of thrones the prequel house of the dragon apparently it looks like it's going to be arriving in 2022 so don't hold your breath nobody can hold their breath that long but uh that I means sometime in 2021 they'll have to start working on it and more details are going to come uh for anybody excited by the uncharted movie based on uh, the popular video game series it did lose another director uh bumblebee's travis knight is not on it anymore he's the sixth director that's actually left this movie since it was announced in 2007 uh presumably this movie's supposed to have uh, a younger version of drake played by tom holland uh, but apparently the reason that uh, Travis Knight's leaving is Tom Holland has obligations to the next Spider-Man movie. So uh, whatever. That's, uh, that's what's going on. Apparently the release date is sometime in 2021. Uh, honestly, I only found this news because there's a pot- another podcast I listened to that uh, said the movie was coming out in 2020. And I looked it up and then this article popped up. Uh, if you did not hear one of my least favorite movies from 2019, yes, I really didn't like Joker. But uh, a lot of people did, including Hollywood. It got eleven Oscar nominations, and uh, I don't. I, I I feel a certain way about it, but I'm not going to talk. If you like the movie, congratulations to you. You get justification. I do fear that you know, an art house movie like this with comic books is going to drive like the way every comic book movie's done, even changing the formula of the MCU. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, it it it's it just is what it is. But uh, kudos to Todd Phillips and and. Uh, <laughs> like River Phoenix's brother, but Joaquin Phoenix is a real person. He's a good actor, and I think he was a good actor in Joker. I just didn't enjoy the movie. But uh, all the nominations, and we'll see what it wins. And I'm sure I'll be talking about it when it does win some stuff. Uh, if you didn't hear, Scott Derrickson uh, did drop out as the director of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, apparently over creative differences. Uh, there is a rumor that this is because Feige would not let him make the film as scary as he wanted to, uh, which would make sense since Derrickson is a horror director. Primarily, prior to joining the MCU, he did pledge at Comic Con that he was going to make the first scary MCU film. Then, of course, Feige tempered that later, saying that uh, the expectation would be a PG-13 horror like Gremlins or Indiana Jones, and uh, maybe that was an issue. And whatever the reason is, it's a bummer. But I'm sure the MCU will be fine, and they'll find uh, a director to film it. Uh, there was a new trailer for Black Widow. Oh, it's good. Watch it. I think it dropped today or yesterday. It was, it was really good. Not not really anything new, although you do get another glimpse at Taskmaster, and I think uh, the mask looked better when I saw it this time. Uh, there was news that Marvel's WandaVision on Disney+, Plus has moved from spring 2021 to an undisclosed date this year in 2020. Uh, also, some really cool 1950s imagery of the two main characters are going to be played by Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. Uh, I am looking forward to this show. It's going to have an adult Monica Rambeau. Darcy Lewis, played by Kat Dennings from the Thor movies, at least the first two. And then FBI agent Jimmy Wu, played by Randall Park, who we loved, or I loved, in, in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So really good. Uh, if you don't have it on your radar yet, the third season of Westworld is March 15th. Middle of March, we're going to get the third season of Westworld, and I'm so freaking excited for it uh and uh, that's that's enough news uh for now i think um shout out to to my baby long hairy warrior eight military resistance fighter yeti for uh for sleeping on two separate occasions for me to record this uh, episode good news if you're worried about my beautiful mala my heather getting some sleep mama did get some sleep but he did wake up at some point during the recording of this podcast and i challenge you to find the point where uh where uh, I actually paused and then just kept going as if I'd never stopped talking. And uh, if you if you find it and drop it in the comments, uh, I'll I'll figure out some way to 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 reward you for catching it. But I honestly don't think you'll be able to find it. I'm pretty good about it. It happens more often uh, than I say. I do I do do a lot of full transparency and say that I stop and keep going. But it was just at a point where I was like, okay. I can, uh, I can totally make this make this seamless. But the good news is, I did get to record on a Thursday, which means this episode is arriving in your ear holes on a Friday. I don't know if you're listening to it on a Friday. Uh, I don't know where in in my future you were listening to this, but I do thank you for doing so. Um, school, like I said, is going to be starting in less than two weeks so uh there's gonna be craziness i don't have any television to talk about this time i have watched four episodes of star wars resistance but i do want to uh catch up on the end of crisis on infinite Earths, the dcw crossover special uh to talk about that i also have read a butt ton of comics over this break and i'm trying to see if i can do a comic palooza and write it all up and uh, get it to you before uh before school starts fingers crossed that that's gonna work out um and uh, I'm hoping to record at least one more guest episode with either Danny or Blue or both of them before school starts. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. And, uh, and I won't know how it goes until it does. With school coming back up, there will be one or two waybacks, I'm sure, in the future. No big deal. Uh, everybody seems to like them, and uh, the episodes are good. In fact, the very next way back, yeah, when it does go up, I don't know when, but it'll be me and Danny talking all about Star Wars, and that'll be interesting because it'll. We had that conversation, I think, before the Last Jedi existed, so I'm really looking forward to go back and listen to all of that. But uh, thanks so much for stopping by. I appreciate each and every single one of you. You just, you guys rock. You rock the Casbah. You rock uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, this was level 176. You can contact me on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Wookie Riot. I was just looking at my Instagram, and man, there's a lot of really funny pictures. I just posted up two new ones today. Remember that Wookie has two E's W O O K I E E R I O T. So it's Joe the Wookie Riot. Uh, you can also reach the show by email, laugh it up podcast at gmail.com, or joining the Facebook group. Um, it's laugh it up Fuzzballs. So just fuzzball with an S. Or if you need the number, it's one eight seven nine five zero five three three five six two six zero nine three. And no, I'm not saying that again. Just look up, laugh it up, fuzzballs. Uh, Anchor dot slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball is how you can find uh, the podcast on Anchor. But it distributes to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Breaker, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Spotify, and I'm sure I think there's seven different platforms that distribute to. So thank you on whichever one you're listening to. But if you want to go on Apple Podcasts and drop a five-star rating and some comments, I'd really appreciate that. Ratings do help the podcast get out to other people. And I've been told that even one rating makes a difference. So uh, if you want want to make a difference that way, go do your thing so I can keep doing mine. Uh, I really would appreciate any positive ratings or drop comments on the Laugh at Fuzzball's group. Uh, I just appreciate all of you enjoying this. And share it with your friends. Geekery is always better with peers. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Uh, and and know that there's a plethora of ways to comment about the show. So if you have thoughts, comments, ideas, I, I, I look forward to them. I really appreciate it. I love the community that's on the Laughing Up Fuzzball's Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, may the force be with us all. Uh, thanks for stopping by. You stay classy. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dude. I have spoken. TTFN. Wookie out.